Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back to this special quarantine edition of the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm John. And that's all she's got today. <laughs> Just... Just an old married couple talking about Each a of movie. us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. No, sorry. That's not how that works. I have science fiction fantasy. And you have action adventure. Yep. <laughs> Why are you trying to do the intro when they're not here? I don't know. I, thought, I, I feel like, I we feel like just, you just want to skip it? Yeah, just skip it. All right, so um, we're not doing the movie that we were supposed to be doing, which I don't remember what it was. It was Carly's I, pick. I have. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it, though. It don't was worry. Hello, I Must Be Going. Right. Um, so what we're doing here in the quarantine madness, uh, we're we're shooting from the hip here, and we're just going to review, not really review, we're going to discuss a movie. Uh, the movie's 1986's Over the Top. I, f- I felt you skipped a part of explanation. What? We can't record together because we don't, we record on an iPhone and, you know, we're not very technically sound, so we're not trying to figure out how to Skype in and do all that bullshit. No, no. So all you get is me and John. Well, so, I looked into it, actually, to see how hard it was. And you, it's really not that hard if you have all the equipment. We don't have that. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not buying equipment for two weeks. But we did feel like we should put something out. So. Right. So we're going to do something here. and we may, do, we may do this again. We don't know. Maybe we'll have a couple on, on the hip here that we're just going to hold on to. A couple of weird things. A couple of weird things. And a little... Dog trash. For those of you playing... Unappreciated movie podcast bingo. You're not supposed to give them a bingo. You're just supposed to see if they get a bingo. Look, Harley Davidson, the Marlboro man. <laughs> you gotta let tit talk happen naturally. All right. So anyway, um, Lincoln Hawk is a struggling trucker who arm wrestles on the side to make extra money while trying to rebuild his life. Um, after the death of his wife, he tries to make amends with his son after ten years. This is a terrible synopsis. It really does not tell you what this movie is about. That is exactly what it's about. Yeah, but it makes it sound like he's been married and she just died. Like, yes, they were married and yes, she died, but they've been estranged. Or sort of mostly estranged. Anywho, uh, Lincoln enters a arm wrestling championship in Las Vegas and hopes he will see a grand prize of $100,000 in an expensive custom semi-truck. And hilarity ensues. Semi-truck. That's what I said. You said semi-truck, which makes it seem like it's only part of a truck instead of a semi-truck. Like a semi-colon? That's a semi-colon. It's part of a colon. This is directed by um, Menahem Golan. Welcome back to the podcast. From? Cobra. He directed Cobra. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I was looking, and I remember talking about that now. I was like, oh, I got to look up other stuff they've been in, and like, I'll get back to that, and never did. Well, I just thought it was funny. He's got some really great names mm-hmm. in his movies. Rocky Balboa, Marion Cobretti, Lincoln Hawk. Oh, we're going to get to the names in a minute. Okay. This is produced by um, Menahem himself and Yoram Globus. The screenplay was written by a guy named Sterling Siliphant. And some of you may have heard of uh, Sylvester Stallone. You know what? Sterling Siliphant seems like he's a very famous screenwriter. Because mm-hmm. he wrote... Um, t- uh, oh, man. I just looked at it. And now it fell out of my brain. Oh, oh hold on. Don't vamp, make the weird vamp, noises. Vamp. 
Tony? Because he did stuff like In the Heat of the Night, The Towering Inferno, The Poseidon Adventure, like the ones from the 70s. Well, anyway, this was made by, um, was produ- it was produced by Canon, which was cool because this is one of those in the 80s. Canon was huge. Canon was all kinds of things. Now Canon's not in business. But this is a Warner Brothers and an MGM movie. Um, it came out on February 12, 1987. It had a budget of $25 million, and it made 16 Yes. It has 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 40% Metacritic, and a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 49% audience score. So I could have dis- done this movie any time, except yeah. for it wasn't my turn. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you my favorite piece of trivia in the IMDb trivia? We're going to get to the trivia. Damn it. All right, so this is starring Sylvester Stallone as Lincoln Hawk, and if you don't know who that is, I'm going to kick you in the ding-ding. Welcome back to the podcast from previous episodes, such as Cobra, Thor Ragnar- No. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There you go. He was in... Rocky. Rocky. He was in... Oh, God. That weird-ass movie with Sharon Stone. What the fuck was that called? I happen to know what it's called. What is it called? The Specialist. The Specialist. Mm-hmm. And, we also, and he was also in The Expendables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? When I was... We were spitballing what movie to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really think this was a Stallone movie. I was trying to bump up his numbers. Yeah. And this is what's called a happy accident. He's still number one um, actual actor in the podcast. Look, if Imogen Poots did more movies, she would be number one. If Imogen Poots did more movies, we would have an Imogen Poots podcast. All right. So this is also starring Robert LaGiulia, who is, um, you may remember from Scarface, Gladiator. Not that Gladiator, a different one. You'll see. It's coming. Aw. Uh, an Officer and a Gentleman. Big Independence Day. These are the movies that everybody really knows. Him. He's a very big actor. He's in a lot of things. Character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Blakely, who's Christina Hawks. She's been at a bunch of stuff, and I didn't know any of it. Hmm. Um, Rick Zumwalt as Bull Hurley. You know the big scary white guy in the 80s? Yeah, that's him. He's so great. What was funny about this is a little trivia. He shaved his head for this movie and didn't want to do it, Mm -hmm. but he liked it so much he never grew it back. Hmm. All right, and what? Nothing. And the last person I'm going to talk about, really, is Terry Funk, the Funker. He's a hardcore legend. You're not going to talk about the kid that plays the kid? Uh, David Mendelhall. Welcome back to the podcast, David Mendelhall. You know what previous episode he's been on? Uh, Sandlot. No, incorrect. He was on our Transformers episode because he was the original voice of Daniel Witwicky in the Transformers movies from the 80s. And like the entire 80s... Uh, Genre? Uh, uh, run of the Transformers, the cartoon, he was Daniel Witwicky. He was the kid hanging out with Optimus Prime. So everybody who's ever played that character is kind of annoying. Yes. Well, this kid is particularly annoying. Yeah. He's a shit kid to end all shit kids. So, um, where am I? I had notes. Oh, maybe down here. Okay. But anywho, so we're going to talk about, um, did you have some trivia you want to talk about? Yeah, I did. Um, now I've lost it. Okay, well, I'm going to do reviews while you look it up, okay? Here's a, a couple of reviews. I challenge anyone to find a better arm wrestling movie. Since becoming a professional arm wrestler myself and losing my ex-wife, this film has inspired me. It is not easy being a single dad whilst coping with the rising gas prices, not anymore, and keeping my ring on the road. Rig, sorry. And this is from a guy named Doyle's. Well, now you got to wait for my other one. That was Doyle the good... rules? Yes, he does. And this is this movie is amazing for this one guy. This is his, his anthem. So, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And here's my other one. 
Mm-hmm. Filmed this one in Dittany. Oh, that was a 10 out of 10, by the way, and this is a 1 out of 10. Uh-huh. Filmed this one in Dittany. What is more ludicrous, the idea that a grand prize of an arm wrestling tournament is a truck or that someone had, had a straight face when they wrote this movie? What's the lesson here? If you kidnap your own kid and crash through a door, you get to keep him at the end? Hmm. All right, he's got a point. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to have to come back with two pieces of trivia then. Not this piece of trivia, which is not my favorite piece of trivia, but is John Berzent, the real-life arm wrestler who inspired the Lincoln Hawk character, won the trucker's class of the over-the-top tournament and won this actual Volvo white truck and trailer mobile. So... And he also drove it around promoting the movie. But it's, and bought a 1987 Corvette. But it's funny that this guy talks about that in his review. And that's why I have actually the, run. And I have that trivia printed out just for that reason. Well, I was looking at it as I was looking. Uh, my, but my favorite piece of trivia. Mm-hmm. Trivia. Use it. Is years later, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone explained why he agreed to appear in this movie. Menenheim Golan kept offering me more and more money until I finally thought, what the hell? No one will see it. Which was the next thing I had written down. It was funny. That's my favorite piece of trivia. But here's my, um, an inside joke by, mm-hmm. about the character Michael. Mm-hmm. It's his father's last name. His name is Mike. Mike Hawk. That's terrible. That was in the trivia. <laughs> That's terrible. And I never noticed that until I saw it. I went, wait a minute, what? <gasps> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a there is or was a real life over the top arm wrestling tournament created for the, um, the movie for distribution and stuff. But anywho, that was a year long thing leading up to this movie. Mm-hmm. So in the finale, that was a real life arm wrestling thing. But the scenes with Stallone were shot the day after with extras. So a lot of the footage that you see in the movie that was the real arm wrestling thing. Interesting. When that guy gets his arm broke, oh, that had to be from the real thing because I don't think anybody would get their arm broke on accident just for the movie. Um, I guess. Well, yeah. Probably. Also, all right, so, and the rest of the stuff, we'll get to it later. So, what we're gonna, this is where we're going to veer, right here, which we're going to talk about the movie. Like we're I, running the veer? Nobody told me we were running the veer. I thought we were running the power eye. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that a football thing? It is a football thing. And how did you know that? You know why football stuff's in my brain? Because not that long ago, we watched Little Giants. Because we were watching some interesting stuff. Favorite character? Icebox? Mm. We'll get back to that when we do that little giant for the podcast. Favorite character. All right, so let's just... Now we're going to veer now it's the what? It's the wife of Ed O'Neill. Okay, great. Hey, let's talk about this movie because we're trying to we're trying to keep this short. Okay. So let's just talk about this movie. I mean, what did you think about this movie when you were a, a young titan the first time you saw this? I can't remember the first time I saw this. Because it was in the late 80s and you were a young tyke. I don't know. It's a good movie. One way to contribute. Anything else you'd like to say? I don't know. It's a good movie. I it, it was interesting. It's always been a good movie. Well, okay. So what do you think of the premise of a truck-driving arm wrestler? It felt very real to life to me. You know, <laughs> a lot of people can relate to this because I they're... I just assumed that all truck drivers were also having arm wrestling tournaments at truck stops. See, my Uncle Joey was a truck driver. He never arm wrestled. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, I feel like this movie spurned a bunch of arm wrestling all over the world. Like, just like little kids arm wrestling each other well, and trying knows. to go over the top, do, do the little over the top thing. Everybody still does that. Like, if you're about our age and you're arm wrestling someone, someone at one point will do the over the top thing. Yeah, it's usually me. I do it when I'm winning. 
Because I don't know if I could do it when I'm losing. I don't really think about I, it. I don't win arm wrestling. I don't really have that much arm strength. Okay. I got glute strength. Glute strength. So leg mm-hmm. leg wrestling. That's a thing. It. You know what? It is a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, when the movie starts, you know, you get the soft 80s music that puts you right in the mood. And it's just, it's soothing, you know, because the, it's Stallone in the 80s. So, you know going in what's going to happen. He's going to be the, the, the plucky underdog who's going to find his way to rally back and win. It's funny because we've been watching so many um, Stallone movies, movies lately. Both. And 80s movies. But this is not an action movie. It's like a quiet family drama a little bit. But it's this is kind of a quiet, slow movie, which was really like, you remember it being real action-packed. Mm-hmm. It ain't. No. It's really like four and, action scenes. And this is the quietest and most clear Stallone has ever spoken in a movie. Um, he's always... Copland. He's, he's very monotone, and he's very distinct in his words, and he, you don't usually get that. I mean, lately, you get all mumbling, all Stallone, and saying, I just want God, I'm feeling soon. Like, I don't know what happened to the man in his older years. He just started gargling rocks. He might have. Well. All the juice affecting his, swelling his vocal cords. Could be. Could be. Could be the sauce. But, like, it's really weird because he's so. Articulate? Well, I don't know if I would say. Well, yeah, (laughs) I guess. But, like, it's so easy to understand. And he's not normally somebody who's easy to understand. You don't have to do that every time. You don't have to do that every time. It's a quick podcast today, so... It's fucking, like, mumbled from Dick Tracy normally. Well, anyway, so what happens is that Lincoln Hawks... And what mm-hmm. I noticed in the movie, and it was also in the trivia, so that's how I noticed it, because I read the trivia first, mm-hmm. is it starts out with his name is Hawk, and then it's Hawks, and then it goes back to Hawk. And sometimes they call him Link. <laughs> yeah. Well, Link is short for Lincoln. Mm-hmm. He was Link Hawk. So I thought he was Lincoln Hawks a minute ago. But anyway, so Maybe it's Hawks when he's being formal, but Hawk... When he's just out. Like his, like his street name? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Anywho. So uh, the movie starts and he goes and picks up his son in military school for, I guess, his summer break. We need to talk about his outfit. Because not since Streets of Fire have we seen some s- suspenders like this. Yeah. There's lots. I mean, he's wearing suspenders almost every day. Like suspenders and a tie? That is a fucking look. He went to his it's wife's funeral in jeans. bold power <laughs> move. I don't know if you noticed, but during the workout scenes in this movie, he takes one strap off. So That's when you know it's go time. But like he'll take the the arm he arm wrestles with. Sometimes he'll take that suspender strap off as if a suspender strap is impeding his arm movement and know. he needs a full range. You don't know his life. What it's ridiculous. But suspenders. So that it, when you do this, it's going to compress that. And it's just going to be a little annoying. So you just I take just, it off. I just feel like you just don't see enough suspenders in movies. And this struck me as some... Well, Michael doesn't want to go with him. so they. But they hit the road anyway. But why would why would Michael want to go with him? He, does, he doesn't he's have like, any I don't idea have who this father. dude is. <laughs> he's never goes, met this man. I see some identification. And the guy... And so his father, Lincoln Hawks, here shows him a picture of him and his mother. Which I guess is... A wedding photo, that would be identification, I guess. It would be the 80s. It wouldn't be now. I could Photoshop a dog's on, and you know, head on there. But whatever. So they go, and they don't... And Mike doesn't like his dad at first. And you, we want to really show the tension. 
And at one point, Mike says he's going to be sick. He tries running away. He runs across traffic like a dumbass. This is shit, kid. And one of the goofs that I've seen in this movie, so that scene, right? So they're driving. Mm-hmm. Stallone, no hat. Mike gets out of the truck and books it. And he's running across traffic. And Lincoln's like, let me grab my hat. And he puts his hat on and then chases after him. Well. Because he don't want the sun to get in his eyes, you see. He's got to be able to see. He doesn't want bugs in his hair. He's not right. on the expressway. Right. Exactly. Bugs. So that works out. But anyway, so he catches them and, you know, they, they have a little moment. They stop to eat. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, hey, Mike, you want to stop to eat? And this had to be set up because when he gets there, he's loading up the rig. Like, they're, they're going on a run. Mm-hmm. Well, he told his son. They have one run and then off to see mom. Yeah. So, and at that point, you know, the, the smasher comes, which is a great name, mm-hmm. which is why I think he'd be called Hawk. Like, he says, you Hawk, I'm the smasher. They got to have wrestling names, you know? The Smasher? I thought he was just Smasher. No, the. I'm not sure. We'll go with that. But I do want to talk about Hawk v. Smasher. Okay, go ahead. You take it from here. Because Smasher says, I hear you're the man to beat. And Lincoln Hawk goes, don't believe everything you hear. And Smasher says, I don't. I don't believe anything. And I laughed so fucking hard. Just the way he delivered that line. All right, so you guys got to go on YouTube and you got to watch this movie. No, watch the whole movie. And just, but pay special attention to the way Smasher delivers that line. It made me laugh so hard. Makes you wonder why Smasher didn't become a bigger actor. But, so, he pretty much goads Lincoln into going to have an arm wrestling fight. Well, that and $1,000. He goads him with $1,000. But Michael is like, are you going to beat that guy up? And he's like, no. I gotta go to work. And he puts his hat on. And he just leaves this kid at the counter. He was fine. But he doesn't explain what he's doing. So, no. like, Mike is like, <laughs> I don't know what is happening for $1,000. But the whole fucking diner clears out. Well, they want to see arm wrestling. Except for Mike and one dude. Bull. Bull Hurley. Bull Hurley. And he comes up and he says, what are you doing with that guy? He's my father. And too bad. Which is a good bad guy thing to say. Because, you is. know, like, oh, he's the asshole. He is the asshole. Or is Lincoln but, the asshole for leaving his son for 10 years? Look, that we don't know what happened there. But we do know that Lincoln wins a thousand bucks. Right, because he beats the smasher. He smashes smasher. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, they hit, they're back on the road. And they fight a little bit. And mm-hmm. you can see there's tension between them. But they stop and, uh, hey, we're going to rest for the night. I don't see any hotels. Well, a lot of truckers sleep in the truck. Well, if you could do it, I could do it. So they sleep. And my favorite part of this whole scene is like, if you get tired, you can use my shoulder for a pillow. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, you see that Lincoln is sleeping on Mike. Yeah. It's cute. Well, they get up and then they exercise. And they have what's called a shared moment. We do some calisthenics. Mm-hmm. And we take off our one suspender strap. Yeah. Because that's our casual look. Right. For working out. Yeah. Then we get in the truck. And then we show Mike our rig for working out. Our, um, he's got, what is that? He's like a got pulley? like, yeah, like a little lap pull down machine mm-hmm. hooked up just so he can work out his arm, his arm wrestling arm. So his one arm must be huge. Yeah. I was mm. kind of surprised that none of those arm wrestler guys had just the one giant arm. Mm. All right. But, you know, and they have more bicker and bantering and, um, but they kind of start to get along. They were getting along and then Mike kind of goads him a little bit. He's like, you know, uh, the average adult. Um, he tells them he's stupid. Yeah. He, he, he has a back door saying, you know, the average intellect of an adult is 15. Only a couple years older than me. And a truck driver's got to be 12 or 13. 
14 maybe if they have good genetics. And at this point, he's like, motherfucker. He pulls over and he goes, it's like, are you agitated or something like that? And he's like, I, I passed agitated about a mile back. And Mike goes, are you going to get violent? Like he, his, his voice gets to a higher octave. Mm-hmm. And this is something that people naturally do when they want to seem um, weak so that they don't get attacked. I'm just a weak little girl. Perfect. Exactly. Elaine does that. Elaine does that when she wants me to do something. I'm just a weak little girl. Anywho, so then he teaches Mike to drive the truck, and they have, you know, and it's at first Mike has a little trouble, but then he, he gets it, and they become besties with testies. <clears throat> I always wanted to be a milkshake. <laughs> besties with testies. Yes, besties with testies. Interesting. Yeah. So then they stop again, and this time Lincoln sets up an arm wrestling match for his son. And embarrasses the shit out of his kid. But it's two out of three. Yes. And, well, you know, if you're meeting your son, you're trying to make a good impression, he's going all in. Like, this is sink or swim because it pays off for him because this was a big gamble. Well, I do want to point out, so Michael Armrest gets beat. He's beat bad. He's got no confidence in himself. And then Lincoln gives him an inspirational speech, which is not as good as the inspirational speech in... um, Rocky? Yes. But it's not the first Rocky. Rocky Balboa. Exactly. The world don't know sunshine or rainbows. Yeah. It's a mean and that's Rocky Balboa. It's the sixth one. The sixth. Is that when he says that? Yeah. I thought he gave that speech to his son. He does give that speech to his son in the but sixth I, one. But I thought he gave it to his son in the fourth one. No. The son is barely really? in the fourth one. Yeah, but I thought that that's when he gave him that speech. The old sunshine and rainbow speech. Why would he give his son that speech in the fourth I one? don't remember. Because Apollo God. Creed just died and he had to go to Russia? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I look. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. It's not something he would have said to his son, who was like six at the time. I just can't. They all blend together. Don't worry about it. One long friends, movie. Friends, we're going to remedy one this tonight, long, because guess what no, we're watching? No, I'm not. I'm not watching. Guess what we're watching? Thor Ragnarok. No, Rocky Balboa. The answer is always Thor Ragnarok. Not today. Is it's that a, on the bingo card? It is on the bingo card. <clears throat> all right, so anyway. But it's not as good an inspirational speech. But it does work because mm-hmm. then Michael comes back, comes and, back he wins. and he beats two, two in a row. Big, the, that kid is billed as the big kid. And what's funny is right after that, he calls his mother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Mom, this guy was like 5'6". And he's like, bigger, 5'9", bigger. He was a giant, Mom. And you can see now, they're, they're, they're buddies. They're in. That's a real... Well, it's, it's, they have he's a, starting to realize his mm-hmm. dad isn't such a bad guy just right. because he's not... But this so was a big gamble by Hawks. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, I'm going to throw my son into this arm wrestling. So because of his arm, his arm wrestling, if his son didn't win, that would kill the relationship. Way to gamble big, buddy. His spec. I don't know. But right after that, Cutler sends some goons to kidnap Mike. But it doesn't work out. And he's able to get his son back. And they hit the road. And they bond again. Mm-hmm. Mike asks Lincoln why he laughed. And he's like, I made a mistake. Won't happen again. Which, and that's the only time they cover that. Well, the only thing that ever gets explained about this is later on when he's talking to yeah. the grandpa. Cutler. To Cutler. And he says, you, know, and he says, you were trying to come between, you were, cu- you were breaking us apart. Yeah. Because we've got to show that he's a good person. Wouldn't he have left his mm-hmm. wife and son for no reason? It's got to be somebody like else's fault. He, le- he left them, but he never really, like he's been talking to his wife the whole time. They're still mm-hmm. fucking married. Yeah, it seems like he talks to her quite a, a bit. It's a complicated relationship. I don't know. It's not but, my marriage. But they get to the mother just in 
the, nope, not just in time because she dies. She dies. She's before having they a surgery. Mm-hmm. But they get there while. But they, they don't get really there. Say what she has. We see that she's sick, but they don't really see what. I thought she had cancer. I thought it was definitely cancer. Could have been cancer. And I assume because she's a woman, breast cancer. Okay. So she went in for a mastectomy, mm-hmm. and she died on the table. We'll go with that. That's that's credible. You. You're going to let me go with that theory because you get really mad at my theories. No, because that one makes sense. They all make sense. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike is really upset with his dad. I was with you and I wasn't with my mother when she died. And if I wasn't with you, I would have been with her when she died. And that's a really good argument. And And Hawks is like, yeah, you're right. And lets him run off and go to his grandfather. So, meanwhile, during all of this... Uh, Cutler, who's the grandfather, is like, look, I want custody of Michael. He's mine. And his lawyer's like, you're never going to get it because there's no reason why they wouldn't go to Lincoln. He's his father, and there's, he hasn't done anything wrong. He wants custody. He's going to get custody. Or he, he has custody. Well, like, I think the mother has custody, technically. No, they were never they, they were, were never married divorced, the whole time. So, so technically, and I'm leave. sure there's no custody agreement. He just left. Yeah. So technically... He has custody. Well, he's still, and so he, the grandfather would have to fight for custody. And even if he didn't, a parental right is going to overrule a grandfather unless there's a really good reason why it shouldn't be with the father. Yes. And we're going to get to that really good reason right about now. Because he comes to pick up his son at the grandfather's house. But well, we don't even know if he's going to pick him up. He comes to talk to his son. Mm-hmm. He just wants to talk to I always to just him. assumed he was picking up his son. And they're like, no, you can't come in. Go away. So he's like, okay. And rams his truck <laughs> through the gate. Through the front door. I wrote down... I'm going to interrupt you here. I wrote down, first of all, ramming speed and how... And you have... As soon as he starts backing up, you know he's going to ram the gate. So there's never a point where I ever thought he wasn't going to ram this gate, just so you know. But this is when your son came in the room. Okay. And this is what he said, and I quote, This movie is so good. Why is it on your podcast? It shouldn't be underappreciated. It's good. Also a valid point. Just thought it was funny. Mm Mm-hmm. He just instantly recognized that it was over the top. And then he was reading me the riot act about how we couldn't do this movie on our podcast because this is an actual good movie and our podcast isn't for good movies, which shows me our son does not listen to our podcast because all the movies on our podcast are great, except for Slither and Jack Frost 2. And Jason X. There's and the Guernsey Literary <laughs> Potato Peel High Society. I could spend probably about five minutes rattling off the ones that I don't think are Which was that one with the spiders? Oh, uh, Enemy. Yeah, don't watch that. That movie was... Dog trash. Yeah, it was. Okay, anyway. So Lincoln busts through the, somebody's house, and wouldn't you imagine what happens is he gets arrested. So while he's in jail, Cutler's lawyer comes and makes a deal with him. Hey, if you give up custody of your grandson, um, we're going to give you some money, and you're going to go away. And he's like, deal. And Well, no. He said, I want to talk to Michael. And Michael told him just to go. Right. Then he took the deal. Right. Because if Michael hadn't said that, I don't think he would have taken the deal. And he still would have been in jail for a while and would have lost custody. We don't really know how long he would have uh, been You ran a truck through someone's house. I think that's, I don't know, depends how good your lawyer is. I don't know. How much money does he have left from his arm wrestling? He might have been able to make bail. You never know. But anyway, so Hawks heads to Vegas for the championship. And we get a montage of Mike going through his mother's things looking for letters because he had Hawks had mentioned that he wrote Michael all the time. You look like you had something. No. Yes, you don't. Okay. So Hawks, you see in, during this montage, sells his truck for 7000 which, by the way, 
uh, and he puts it all on himself to win. Now the odds on him to win were twenty to one, which would have noted, which would have made him one hundred and forty thousand dollars in nineteen eighty six, which is the same buying power today of three hundred and twenty nine thousand seven hundred eight dollars ninety four cents. Interesting, isn't it though? It's funny because when he sold his truck, I haven't seen this in a while, mm-hmm. and I thought he needed the money to buy into the arm wrestling tournament, mm-hmm. but no, he used it to bet on himself. Nope, he had the two grand from when he was mm-hmm. from Smasher. Well, he was Which, I think that he would have just gotten a f- like to have to pay for the gate because if he had told the court that the grandfather had his son. And he has custody, not the grandfather. Technically, the grandfather kidnapped the son. So he was you just breaking the down the door to get his kidnapped. But I think that they might have was not... Was he murdering your son? We don't know. He kidnapped him and let me in Really? The I'm just saying, I think there might have been extenuating circumstances there you need to have that s- could have gotten a lesser charge. There would have been one hell of an edu- ed- uh, I mean, exigent pro- circumstance. It would have just, just been property damage. Uh, well, would have just been some property damage. It's still not good. But anyway, so the tournament starts, and we mm-hmm. see Mike really wants to come see his dad, so mm-hmm. he breaks out and steals a, uh, a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. So now we have Grand Theft Auto. But Mr. Dune Buggy. Mr. Dune Buggy. Yes, um, he steals a car and drives to the bus station? The I, airport? Airport. How did he get on an airplane? This is way before because, 9-11. Yeah, this is way before 9-11, because we know it's the airport, because when the, the goons mm-hmm. ride up and they see Michael leaving, they say, go to Mr. Cutler's airplane. Mm. So, Cutler's got money money. He's got, like, fuck you, fuck me money. Because mm. he got his own plane. All right, so the tournament starts, and they make it abundantly clear. That's double elimination. Double elimination. And they explain double elimination. You have to lose twice. Double elimination. All right, so Lincoln makes it to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And everything's going great for him. But he loses. But, hey, it's double elimination. They make sure he... to tell you. So, he's in, he's in the final eight. He doesn't lose until he gets into the final eight. Mm-hmm. And why does he lose? Because Grizzly ate a cigar. A it psyched him out. Psyched him out. Lit cigar. Mm-hmm. Grizzly is smoking a cigar and eats it. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Well, after he loses, he's, sit, um, he's called up to Cutler's suite. Mm-hmm. And Cutler's like, hey, I'm going to give you $500,000 and this brand new truck to go away and never come back. Hmm. And he's like, nah, I want Michael. He goes, you've already signed over your custody of your child. You're going back on your word? And he's like, yep. Which the uh, grand prize for this whole thing was a semi-truck or a semi-truck mm-hmm. and $100,000. So this is a better mm-hmm. deal. So a businessman would have taken that and then said, like, Mike, come with me. I have this money. Who knows? Hmm. Because the boy is, what, 12? Yes. Um, depending on the state, he can tell you who he wants to live with. Mm-hmm. But anywho, so, so Hawks tries to leave and Terry Funk stands there and he's like, Mr. Cutler's not done with you. And you don't have a hardcore legend like Terry Funk and not have him go through a window. Yeah. He beats up the Funkin' So he beats up the Funker. All right. So, and we're back and we're getting ready for the, for the, for the big to do. And it's still the, the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And we have more arm wrestling. Yes. Will Hurley's just plowing through guys. This, the arm wrestling tournament is interspersed with these little interviews with the final eight. And mm-hmm. they're very serious and quiet. 
and then you get the, the raw power of the... My whole body's an engine. My arm's a piston. Pow! You get these very quiet, serious vignettes interspersed with all this action-packed armor. It's that. very cool. All right, so Lincoln comes back and has to fight Grizzly again. This time, Grizzly's drinking motor oil. Grizzly loses this match because his stomach is killing him. Yeah, some needs he needs a Mylanta. Actually, yes, Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> some plop plop to his fizz. Because when he loses, you see him and he's drinking Alka-Seltzer. His stomach must be fucked up. He needs to go to the hospital and get that pumped. Yeah. Take, get rid of that. Poor Grizzly. All right. He's lucky that he ate the cigar first, that it was already mm-hmm. out before he put down that motor oil or he had a little belly volcano. But yet we get to the finals. And just before the finals, we see um, Hawks is changing his shirt for like the 18th time in this tournament. I guess you're kind of sweaty. But he finds Mike. And Mike's like, hey, Dad, I don't care about any of this. I just want to be with you. He goes, I don't have any money. I sold the truck and I put it all on me. And this guy I'm facing hasn't lost in like five years. He's, he's the man. He's like, I don't care, Dad. I just want to be with you. And he's like, that's an emotional win. You know, you get he's a little- like, you got to have confidence in yourself, Dad. I don't care if you win or if you lose. But you just got to gotta go out there and you just got to want it. And you get the vapors because you feel it. I've never cried. During this? During this. <laughs> Cry every time. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and it's the finals. And we're going to solve this plot hole that I've heard my whole life about how this is double elimination and Hawks only beats him once. All right, so they start and they're, they're going and Hawks is about to lose. Mm-hmm. He pulls his arm away so they get the strap. And the first thing Bull does is hit him in the face. He just got disqualified. Now, that's a disqualification. If you hit somebody, that's disqualification. When, no. Yes. When he hits him, the ref goes, that's two to Bull. So I think I think it wasn't that Hawk let go. I think they just fell apart. We'll go with that. And they're both and they both got like a ding. We'll go with that. But when they get tied together, yes. Bull hits them and that yeah. will get you disqualified. So that now it's one one. Mm-hmm. So now they have the big arm wrestling challenge and Hawks wins. And there's the dramatic music. And he goes over the top, baby. Well you don't have a movie called over the top. top. Right. And he wins. So that sews up that double elimination problem. So thank mm-hmm. you very much. I never thought it was a problem. And, and they're sitting there on the stage and they're holding up the trophy together. And the grandfather sees them together and goes, all right, let's go. No. So what happens is the kid is holding up the trophy, but Link is just hugging his kid. And he's so happy. And you can see he's happy, not because he won, but because he's hugging his kid. Mm-hmm. And the grandfather sees it because he also loves that kid. And he knows that Link really loves that kid. And then he's like, we'll work something out. It's okay. Michael's still probably going to military school. Right. So it's not like they're not going to... They're going to co- yeah. co-parent. It's fine. They're going to work it out. But at the end, um, happy ending. Mm-hmm. Hawk, who had a hawk on top of his truck that mm-hmm. he kept, puts it on his new truck. And says, I'm going to start my own tr- trucking company. Get someone smart like you to run it. And Mike's like, yeah, we'll call it Sun and Hawk. And he's like, that sounds good. What about Hawk and Sun? And Mike's like, Hawk and Sun. You know, that just might work. Do-doom, 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 do-doom. Should have the Flash Gordon in him. Oh, yeah! All right, and that is over the top, and that is in record time. What did, what did you think, Elaine? Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like it was an option. Tony! <laughs> My favorite character. 
Lincoln Hawk. My least favorite character, the dead wife, Christina Hawk. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like we needed just a little bit more interaction with that character, maybe a little bit more over the phone, mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit more of the conversation between her and her dad to maybe set up a little bit more like why they aren't together. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the dad put the screws on the girl too much or something. I just need to know, you know, something about more about that. And uh, so she's my least favorite. My favorite scene is all of the end with starting with the introduction of the tournament peoples mm. and the vignettes and the over the top and yeah, we win. <clears throat> um, my favorite line is from one of Bob Bull Hurley's vignettes. I drive truck, break arms, and arm wrestle. It's what I love to do, and it's what I do best. Being number one is everything. There's no second place. Second, second place sucks. It's <laughs> so good. And my favorite tertiary object is the suspenders. Um, this is definitely a yay, it's a good, great movie. Go watch it. It is currently free on YouTube. On YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what to watch and you're stuck in the house, over the top. It's a smooth hour 35. Tony, yay! Carly, yay! All right, so there's two more yays. Um, so my favorite character is Lincoln. My least favorite character is Michael because he's just kind of annoying. Um, my favorite scene is the arm wrestling tournament, the entire arm wrestling tournament. And my favorite quote is from Lincoln Hawk. Mm-hmm. Or Hawks, depending on what part of the movie it is. The world meets nobody halfway. When you want something, you got to go out and take it. I really believe that. My favorite object is all of the crazy shirts that people are wearing during the arm wrestling tournament. <laughs> like, there's t-shirts that are, like, ripped with nothing but, like, the collar and, the and like, the waist part. Hawks has, like, the deepest V-neck I've ever seen in my life. Yes. <laughs> there are some amazing shirts that go on in there. There's the guy that just has the collar and then the strip down the center. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to cut a shirt like that and, and walk around wearing that. I mean... I mean, most of these guys are jacked to the gills so they can get away with it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no. It's some interesting... All right. So, and yes, the highest of yays for me. You wrote, okay. You write that down? So, I did. Um, I wrote you down under yay. So, I want to do a little housekeeping. Um, Audra and Ken have been listening to the back catalog. And uh, they recently listened to The Prophecy. And then they watched The Prophecy. And um, Audra wanted me to know that uh, their favorite character is Lucifer. And that... Uh, Ken hated all the other characters because all the characters in that movie were bad. But um, if they had to pick someone, they picked the waitress in the diner. Um, or, or no, her favorite was Lucifer. Ken You're says his favorite was the waitress in the diner. Their least favorite character was Catherine because she leaves her cat class alone to go find a student and also ties up her shirt so they're all belly shirts, which apparently we're not cool with. The best scene is when anything Lucifer and when the Dark Soul is released. And the best line is when Gabriel says to the waitress, I don't think you'll be seeing me again. And she says, suits me. And the favorite tertiary object were the kids' haircuts. But they made that movie, which was sad. But I just needed everyone to know that so that everybody would know that Audrey and Ken um, send us info after they watch movies. And, and hey, we appreciate it. If you want us to read your stuff, send it to us. We'll read it on the air. Because that is true. If you listen to one of our episodes and then watch the movie and want us to give us your stats, we will talk about it. And that's how we roll. And um, um, next time, 
on the podcast. We don't know what we're doing. Um, we may do another one of these quick little um, shoot uh, one-offs, or we're going to call them. I don't know what we're calling them. Uh, quarantine mini-sodes. Quarantine, yeah, those. Quarantine mini-sodes. We may have another one of these coming, or we may have a full episode coming. We don't know. Nobody knows. It's, you know, like how to get those ships in the bottle. 